following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. Now I'm actually going to have you stay up and all of the other kids who want to can come up here because Dave is going to teach us a special kids worship song which then the kids are going to teach all the grown-ups. Now, grown-ups, we think very highly of ourselves. We think are very, we're very calm and cool and collected and not at all silly. But you're going to need to let go of that for the next few minutes. So go ahead, kids. Come on up. And I want you all to be right here, right in front of Dave. And you can sit on the, uh, the carpet here. Any kids who want to come up, kids of any age can come up. And uh, they're going to help us. Oh, yeah, I keep that. They're going to help us sing this awesome song, which is going to be such a perfect introduction to Palm Sunday. All right, guys. Can you turn around and look at me? We're going to learn the song. All right. So it's pretty easy. It's, it's actually very easy. So it goes like this. stand up. We're going to face the people out there and with big loud voices and smiles, we're going to teach them how to sing. You people ready? Little people ready? somebody I need a volunteer Eloise you want to help we'll get you next okay so we're gonna have some fun I want you to sing this like a little mouse would sing it do you think you could do that can you show me how does a mouse sound Eloise taught you how to sing with a mouse voice. Now we all have to sing with a mouse voice. Here we go. Giant. 
How does a giant sound? <laughs> All right, you think you can do it? Can you sing the song? You remember how to sing it? You're gonna sing it like a giant, okay? Everyone, here we go. Now we all have to do like the big giants. Sing like that. Can you do that? All right, here we go. Ready? One, two, three, four. Yeah. All right, everyone. to your faces. <laughs> All right, Pastor Scott. We got him on the first service, but I'm not going to give him the same one. Pastor Scott, in your best Tom Waits impression. Did you have to be able to preach in a minute? First service was Bob Dylan, so... Yeah. All right, everyone. 
So you children, I would like to have you stay uh, up here, but can you go right there in the middle and sit right there? And I'm going to sit right in front of the table here, and we're going to talk. We'll get a chance for bread after. That's okay. Sometimes you just want to get to Jesus as soon as possible, and that is fine. All right. Well, <laughs> today is a special day because all of you kids get to help all of us grown-ups worship God. Isn't that great? You have been doing a great job so far. And um, we're going to, in a minute, look at a Bible story. But before we do that, we have a special version of the Lord's Prayer. We always do the Lord's Prayer before the sermon, except when I forget. And then somebody puts it on the slides and it makes me remember. So... Um, Who's going to lead us today? All right, come on up. We'll get this microphone back on. Now, some of our kids wrote versions of the Lord's Prayer based on the, uh, you know, the original language. Um, they all went back to the, uh, the Latin version and <laughs> changed it around a little bit. So I'm going to have you both point your faces right into this microphone, and they're going to lead the prayer. And we actually have the original manuscript on the screen for this prayer, I think, right? But we have it? There we go. So you don't have to, if you want to say it along with them if, and you can read it well enough, go ahead. But um, why don't you just go ahead and lead, it, lead us in this version of the Lord's Prayer. Dear Dad, we would like to know you and know your name. And help us that good things happen. Please give us our bread and juice. And forgive us for our sins. And protect us from the bad guys and help us not to be the bad guys. Amen. Amen. All right. Oh, that's great. Thank you. You guys can go back and sit right back down. So... There's another version of the Lord's Prayer written by our kids that will maybe come out in the second service. Depends which kids are here to, um, to help lead it. So you've already shown these grown-ups how to sing and praise God. And you've already shown them a way that we can pray to God. And the next thing that we have to ask for your help is, is that I need you to help us show these grown-ups how we can read the Bible and have it show us new things about God. Do you think you can help us with that? Do you know that Jesus said that children sometimes understand God better than adults? And I think that is very true. So in a minute, I'm going to read you a Bible story. And what I want you to do when I read the story is to uh, imagine, close your eyes and listen carefully, and imagine that you are right there in the story. And then after that, I'm going to ask you some questions. And you can, under, you can ask, answer the questions and help us understand what's going on better, okay? But here's one thing that's very important. It's very important that the grown-ups in the room can listen to what you're going to say. And grown-ups are not very good at listening. Have you noticed this? That grown-ups are not usually very good at listening? 
And uh, so to help them, we're going to make sure that just one kid talks at a time because grown-ups are really bad at listening when more than one kid is talking at a time. So I'm going to read the Bible story to you, and then we'll have some questions, okay? Now, grown-ups, if you want to read along, uh, we're looking uh, at Matthew, um, what's the number, 21, 1 through 11, which is page 802 in the Red Bibles, but I am going to be reading from a a reader's version of the text, a little bit more kid-friendly, all right? So, children, are you ready for the story from the Bible? What are we going to do when I read the story? We're going to listen and write. We're going to imagine that we're right there in the story, okay? So it might help to close your eyes so your listening ears work better. That's a great idea, Ruby. All right. Here's the story. As they approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethphage. It was on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent out two disciples. He said to them, go to the village ahead of you. As soon as you get there, you will find a donkey tied up. Her colt will be with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them. The owner will send them right away. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet would come true. It says, say to the city of Zion, see, your king comes to you. He is gentle and riding on a donkey. He's riding on a donkey's colt. The disciples went and did what Jesus told them to do. They brought the donkey and the colt. They placed their coats on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their coats on the road. Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Some of the people went ahead of him and some followed. They all shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up. The people asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus. He is a prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And that is the story from the Bible today. So what did you think of that story? You liked it? It was great? Yeah. I was doing this the whole time. You were doing that the whole time? I think a lot of us were doing that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> that's true. Not everybody has a hoodie. So what I want to do is I'm going to put a picture up on the screen of something that looks a little bit like what was happening in the story here. Now, this is not actually Jesus and the disciples because they didn't have cameras back then, did they? But this is some people dressed up and sort of pretending to be the people in the story. So when you look at that picture, can you see it okay? When you look at that picture, what are some things that you see? What's the first thing that you notice? Jesus riding a camel. Jesus riding a camel. That is wonderful. Which one is Jesus? He's the one who's... The one with the white on. That's right. He's wearing kind of a white coat, isn't he? That's Jesus. Yeah. Did anybody else notice anything else in the story? Or in the picture? What, Eloise? People are waving what? Palms, like the palm of your hand? No, like palm leaves, huh? They're waving palm leaves. That's interesting. I wonder why they're doing that. Do you know why they're doing that? Oh, wait, remember what I said? The poor grown-ups can't understand what you're saying if more than one talks at a time. So what were you saying, Ruby? Ruby? 
the coats and the palms. They're putting them down. Yes, what do you see? They're cooling him off. Maybe they're cooling him off. It was a hot time of year. Sure. What did you see, Eli? Why do they call it Palm Sunday? That's a great question. Did anybody tell you to ask that question? No. (laughs) They call it Palm Sunday because of this story, because all the people cut the leaves off the palm trees and they're waving them. And maybe they were trying to make Jesus cool off, but also the palms were were a way of saying to Jesus, we think you are our king. Did you want to notice something too? Why are there kids in there? Why do you think? They're pretending to be someone else? Maybe, yeah. They do have costumes on, yeah. But the original story, the kids just dressed like that. Can you believe such a thing? That's right. They want to pretend they're the people. What did Jesus say about children? Did I tell you that earlier? What? Go ahead, Adam. That they show us how, what God is like, huh? They understand God better than sometimes the grown-ups do. And so Jesus had told everybody, you have to let the children come to me. And that's why there's probably kids in the story, because he had just told them that when this happened. And they probably didn't want to tell the kids to get lost, <laughs> because Jesus would yell at them. I mean, in a nice way, in a very Jesus-y way, yeah. So the palms, and when they put the palms on the ground and the coats on the ground, that was their way of saying to Jesus, we think you are our king. Now, what is, some, what is a king? A king takes care of the castle, yeah? What do you think, Maria? What's a king? A king can do whatever they want, yeah. What do you think a king is? What does a king do? They get to rule the land, and they what? They take care of the people? Some kings do, and some kings are evil. You're right. That is true both in Disney and in the Bible. Sometimes there are princesses in the Bible, or in Disney, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yes. (laughs) Elsa or Anna, yeah. We knew it would get back there eventually, didn't we? (laughs) So... Did you know that sometimes in the Bible, the kings led the people into battle and they beat up all of the people's enemies? They fought in wars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like all, similar to all of those wars. Yes. There were wars then, and sometimes the kings led the people into battle. Yes. Like George Washington's war? You know what? Kind of like George Washington's war, yes. Mm, Are you sure? The Revolutionary War, maybe. Anyway, so what are some other things you see in the picture? What did Ruby say that Jesus was riding on? She said a camel. Does anybody think that's maybe something different? A donkey. Now, here's the most important question for the day. What sound does a donkey make? Uh... Now, this is, this is the one time where the adults need you all to do it at once to understand. Can you make a really loud donkey song? One, two, three, donkey. I think I heard a ghost donkey. Donkeys say, hee-haw, don't they? All right. 
Can you all do a donkey hee-haw for me? One, two, three. That was a really, that was a really pretty sounding donkey sound, but really donkeys make an ugly, nasty sound, more like hee-haw. Can you try it like that, please? One, two, three. Donkeys. Why do you think, okay, I have another question for you. We're almost done, and I have a couple more important questions, though. If Jesus was a king, why was he riding on a smelly, ugly, noisy, annoying donkey? Shouldn't a king ride on a big, fancy horse? I think so. Have you ever seen those movies where the king rides into town to save the people? Yes, what's your question, Maria? You, you know, actually, there were horses back then. Yeah. Why do you think Jesus was riding on a donkey instead of a horse? Yes. You were pre- he, the donkey was pretending to be a horse? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that insight. You guys are so smart. So here's what I want you to know. That could, that could be. <laughs> These are all possibilities. <laughs> here's what I think it means. That Jesus is a king. But he's not the type of king that we want him to be. All of the people in the town, even some of the people who were cheering Jesus on, they wanted Jesus to be the type of king who would beat up their enemies. And Jesus is not like that. Jesus is the type of king who teaches us to love our enemies. And what happens later in the story is that Jesus loves his enemies so much that the people start to think that he's not doing the right thing. And they suddenly are not cheering for him anymore, and they start to to leave him. The important thing for us to remember is that sometimes we want Jesus to act one way, and Jesus acts a different way. And what we need to do is trust Jesus and follow Jesus, even when he's doing things that we think he should do a different way. Yes? How can we follow Jesus when we can't see Jesus? That is a great question. Some of Jesus' disciples were probably wondering that after he died. But Jesus rose from the dead, came back to life. And then there's this crazy story where he gets taken up into heaven in a cloud. We'll talk about that probably a little bit, like in a few weeks maybe. But before he was taken up to the heavens in a cloud, he told them that he would send his spirit to them. And so we follow Jesus by trusting in his spirit. We call that the Holy Spirit. Have you ever heard about the Holy Spirit? Yeah. So that is one of the great gifts that Jesus gives us, even though we can't see him in person. We can remember what he did and follow his example from the stories in the Bible and trust in the Holy Spirit. So sometimes adults especially want Jesus to be the type of king who's going to beat up our enemies. But what does Jesus tell us to do to our enemies? Love them. And what should we do but follow Jesus? Can you tell all the adults, follow Jesus? All right. You guys did such a great job. Can you give them a big round of applause? So good. Now here's the fun part. You and your families, if you wish to take communion, 
get to take communion first at the front of the line. So parents, if you want to take communion with your kids, um, come up and join them and take communion right as we start this next song. Because then all of the kids who are here now and any other kids who want to need to go out to the lobby with Pastor Jessie because she has something very cool to show you. And then you're going to get to do a little bit of a parade during our last song. Who likes parades? Me too. Me too. But a lot of people do. So, all right. So, uh, Dave, uh, you can come back up and start this this, uh, communion song. And uh, kids, if you'd like to take communion with your parents, make sure that they come up with you. Otherwise, straight out to the lobby to see Pastor Jesse. And all of you in the room are invited to take communion as well. This is our way of remembering Christ's sacrifice, of course, and of receiving the grace that he offers us. You don't need to be a member of our church or of any church to take communion with us. You simply need to be seeking to follow Jesus in this place on this day. Come and take the bread. Remember his body, which was broken for you. And take the cup. Dip the bread in the cup. Remember the blood, which is shed for the forgiveness of sins. And may it be for you a spiritual food for your weary, hungry soul and an act of unity with each other. Our table's open. There'll be a member of the prayer team at the back of the room if you'd like to receive personal prayer. This is the time you can do that as well. Let's continue to worship God in the sacrament and in song. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.